Once upon a time there was a poor family, a mother, a father, two daughters and a son, who lived in a small cottage on a plot of land beside the forest of the giants. After a year of drought and a meagre harvest, the father ventured out on a hunting trip, for his family was going hungry. However, the man never returned. From the Legend of the Dragon Claw Scepter Morania. She'd never been to the place, but it certainly lived up to the legend. Once a rich kingdom, it was now a wasteland of smoking pools of sulphur and crisp, blackened hills. There were no trees, no fields, no towns, not even farms to speak of. It was an empty, lonely place. A sad place. And, oh, so many ghosts. Muriel blotted the moisture pooling at the corners of her eyes. Though she was saddened by what she heard, the moaning spirits of men, women and children, it was the orange haze blanketing the land, distorting the sun and the sky that made her eyes water. The smell of brimstone and the acrid taste of the air would remain with her long after their royal procession left. Well, said a deep, melodious voice from the mount beside her. It's not as bad as I remember. You've been here before? Almost a year ago. Muriel cast her gaze from side to side. And it was worse than this. Yes. For you see, life returns. The man pointed to a pocket of vegetation half hidden by rubble on the side of the hardened dirt path. Lizard's tail was growing amid new shoots of dragon trees and snake grass. Oh, do you think there is more? I should like to pick some for my stores. All of those plants have healing properties, you know. I am sure if you were to take but a little it wouldn't hurt, for I have seen a number of patches of greenery along the roadway. Thank you. She met the gaze of the man who rode by her side and quickly looked away. Oh, it was folly, spending time in his company, absolute madness. However, she'd been given no alternative. When one's presence was requested by one's sovereigns, one had little choice but to accept. Muriel had no idea that the man she'd once met in her apothecary shop, a month before last summer's solstice, the same man who visited her regularly in her dreams, would be accompanying the royal entourage on this strange expedition. His name was Adale, Alan Adale, and he was a man like no other. A man of contradictions, a warrior, a minstrel, a mummer, a soldier. He had hands that wielded deadly weapons, yet he could play and sing with the most adept proficiency. His chin and brow were wide and strong, his lips soft and sensual. Not that she had any experience with the texture of his lips. Gods above, the mere thought was absurd. As a member of the sisterhood, she was chaste and pure. It was the only way to keep her magic potent, untainted. So she must not spend time thinking about the man. Oh, no matter how soft his lips appeared or how compelling the depths of his eyes, though his eyes were so easy to become lost in, the rich, dark colour of his gaze brought to mind a magical drink she'd once tasted, 
brewed by a holy man who came from far across the Selwood Sea. Kukao, he'd called it. Sweet and full-bodied and oh, so delicious. The thick drink stimulated the senses while soothing the soul. Which was exactly the effect Alan Adale had on her. Muriel shook her head. No, the man had no effect on her. None whatsoever. What a notion. Is something amiss? The man himself asked in that disarmingly rhythmic baritone of his. Muriel placed her handkerchief to her nose. I find this smell rather unbearable. It wasn't a lie, not exactly. The smell was unbearable. However, the smell was not the thing that was amiss.